At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we are adding layers to our hobby. Thin layers. <laughs> it's Apathetic Enthusiasm. Speaking of adding layers, layering your clothes for warmth, it's very handy. It's very handy. And that's why sure. I like this Absolutely. low, this, this very thin, loose jacket. Because I could put this thin loose jacket underneath a bigger jacket it works like a like a yeah. like a dixie like a dixie dickies jacket right yeah or uh, and then and then throughout the course of the day if the weather changes you can just take layers off and you're still comfortable that's right right that's yeah, right yeah absolutely. no exactly, exactly and, and right. with a zip front hoodie like you're wearing no worries about you know any damage to your professionally styled haircut whereas for me as a bald person, yeah, I could I could easily wear <laughs> a gray pullover with no issues. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, everybody. My name's Travis. My name is Brandon, and thank you for joining us on our adventure through sweater time. <laughs> sweater time it's adventure. The sweater cast 2022. <laughs> We're bringing you all the latest news in sweater and gray hoodie fashions. <laughs> This just in, sweater alert 2022, famed sweaterist, <laughs> Eva Braun sweater is dead at 22. Uh, Eva leaves behind uh, four cardigans and uh, three, three pullover hoodies. Poor, poor Eva. Well, anyways, hey, uh, thank you, thank yeah. you for joining us on Apathetic Enthusiasm. As I said before, I am Brandon. That is Travis. You can find us on a few different places, social media wise. Twitter at Apathusiast. He is at Jugglemino. I am at Barnyard Cruise. You can find us at Facebook, facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show. Email Apathetic Enthusiasm Show at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm, and our website, apatheticenthusiasm.com, which has not been backed up in a while, and I keep forgetting to check out why. You can find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash apatheticenthusiasm, YouTube, youtube.com slash apatheticenthusiasm. You can buy our love or buy our acceptance, buy our tolerance for you. Just kidding. Over at Tub, well, I mean, kind of, but... T public apathetic enthusiasm.com slash shop or support us over at Patreon, patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm, where we will get into doing more commentary for Rick and Morty episodes and more. I keep, yeah, if I, we could ever stop printing things and sit down, sit still <laughs> for a moment. My goodness. We're not there yet. We're not there at that point yet. Speaking Finally, of 3D printing. Wait. If you're, if you're a patron. Oh. Yeah. No promises yet. No promises. Because because this is this has just as much odds as being uh, come to fruition as 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 a as a third episode commentary. <laughs> um, 
we, if you heard the last episode, we're talking 3D printing. We're getting more and more ingrained in the 3D printing world. I'm starting to think a little bit about 3D modeling. Uh, I've made one successful print of something that I modeled, and it's got my it's got my head spinning about potential Patreon perks, uh, physical items that you could get. So if that's something you're interested in. You know, shout. You know, leave a comment on Patreon. And uh, let us know. Uh, let us know what you'd like to see, and then I'll never make it. All right, what were you saying, Brandon? <laughs> exactly right. We will never make it. And finally, if you were trying to start a podcast, do yourself a favor: get a month free of hosting at Blueberry.com using the code AEPOD. That's right, AEPOD for a month free hosting your podcast audio. Yeah, dip your toes in the podcast pool. It's 2022, and then follow yeah, us. Try something new. And we'll follow you. Follow for sure. follow. That's that's how this show got its success. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Um, yeah, Brandon, how the heck are you? How how you doing? Great job, great job on the uh, social links and the and the whatnots. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It was a long weekend. Oh, so long, so so long, and uh, I did a lot of what we're going to be talking about on today's episode. So I won't get too deep into that. One thing, one thing I've been doing a lot since the new year, I, I wanted to avoid doing a traditional new year's resolution. Okay. But if I were to have picked one, it would have been to get into an actual workout plan, start lifting weights, get healthier. Right. True. I haven't done any of that. I haven't lifted a single weight since, since the start of the new year. However, going great. However, I did start running more. And I'm there is a Space Force 10K in Ooh. in December uh, over at Cape Canaveral that I am. Oh, that's a that's a while from now. It is. It is a while from now. And so I want to do that. Uh, but I want to make sure that I'm trained and prepared for it. The last 10K I did was in Hawaii and I I got maybe about halfway through and I had to walk and. Mm. And I, I, this time around, I want to make sure that when I run it, I don't need to be fast. I just don't, I don't want to quit. I want to run the whole thing. That, that is a, that is a tremendous goal. I, I, the first race that I ever did, that was, that was my same goal was I don't, I don't necessarily care what time I finish in. I just want to run the whole thing. I don't, I don't want to stop to walk. So if I'm in good enough shape to run the whole thing. Great, great success. And then the following year, I tried to like increase time or decrease time, I guess, and stuff mm. like that. And and that's that's great. Like having an event that has always been the best motivator for me whenever I've tried to improve in running is having an actual event to train for, regardless of if it's 12 months from now, three months from now, whatever it is. That's that's always been for me the best motivator to get out and just put in put in some miles so yeah uh, i went running this year uh post my my bout with covid <laughs> and uh i'm not i'm not back <laughs> I'm, I'm not back to full strength yet um i feel great feel great did you did you run today did you try running I, today i did not no oh. i i got a flat tire yesterday oh, that's right. and so i instead <laughs> uh got my got my tire fixed um but yeah i, I i'm trying to get back into you know, the motions of, yeah, of working out and things like that. But yeah, that was, that was a surprise to me. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for, uh, cause I thought, I thought I had already re recovered fully, but uh, I'm sure uh, things will get back to normal here pretty soon. Winded. Um, you, you're easily, easily winded. At least when I was running like over a mile, uh, I, I was, um, haven't, haven't necessarily felt that in other areas of my life, um, but I haven't been super active sure. uh, either. <laughs> so, uh, pretty, pretty relaxed hobbies that uh, we will get into here. Yeah. Um, well, when he, uh, yeah, on the on the running stuff, I training for this 10k. I have I have the Nike Run app as you as oh, you love do it. love it. And one of the things I had tried to do before was use the guide use the running guide to mm -hmm. have a plan to to yeah. get after it and usually what would happen is i would start the first run with the the vocal coach or whoever 
know, coach Sammy, the runner. Mm-hmm. And I'd always be like, this is cheesy and I don't need this. <laughs> I, I I can't do it. And then, I, then I'd be done with it. So I'm on my third week of the, their, their plan. In the first two weeks, I didn't, I didn't follow the guide. I just, it said like a speed run intervals. And it says, do you want to use the guide recommended? And I said, no, I don't need that. I would just follow the, follow the plan. Yeah. The last two strike that today, today was the first time I actually used the, the coach, uh, yeah. the, the, the guide. And at first I thought it was cheesy. And then, I mean, in, in the end, it was still cheesy, but, but it was still like, there was, there was somebody who was like, okay, yeah, you're, you're running fast right now. We'll dial it back a little bit. If, if it's uncomfortable for you, you'll have a chance to, to speed up later. And just, just having that yeah. like weird feedback of, of telling me like, don't be a, don't run at an eight right now. You want you're going at a 10 K pace dial back to like a six or a, or a five yeah. of your max thing and and getting that mentally i think helped me out and i and i don't have shin splints i'm like following the plan i'm like stretching more and i am like oh i'm i feel like i did a long time ago in colorado when i was into running yeah. I'm, I'm getting yeah. back into that because it's more of a habit now without getting injured instantly that that's awesome i i'm really happy to hear all that i i've had nothing but great success with that nike nike like nike run club app um and and i've used the the coached run some of them are kind of wonky and and sometimes i'll have like celebrities come on those (laughs) and uh they had uh atacumpo uh from the the milwaukee bucks he's a he's a he's a basketball player from he's a they call him the greek freak he's he's uh from greece and he's got a very thick accent (laughs) (laughs) um so i was i was running one day and he's like coaching you through stuff and i'm like i got i got no idea what you're saying Giannis. sorry (laughs) like okay i i believe you um but yeah those are really cool and i i like how they will structure plans to give you like speed training and then more like cardio focus so that you can work on different aspects of, of of a run um and then they even like um like Dom Cobb is saying in the chat, like music matters a lot on your runs. Um, they'll actually like tailor stuff to like your BPM and, and your mm-hmm. speed at times. They can they can almost like automate like music for that and stuff. So lots of cool things in there. I I'm envious. I want to I want to get out and start training again. So it is it is I'm, it is I'm cool. a few laps behind you, but but uh, yeah, that's your races this year. You're you're right behind me. The fact the fact of the matter is I could train for a year straight and then you do nothing and then you jump right into it and you're instantly faster than me. <laughs> instantly faster. It's, it's it well, it's just years of training too that have helped with that. But, yeah. Uh is that I've, I've fallen off uh time and time again. So and I'm, never... I'm hoping that 2022 is a is a is an improvement year. You you'll get you'll get you'll get back into it and then you'll be faster than me again. But I what I have to realize is it's not about you, it's about me. Running is right. not about the others. Just like why I like hiking so much. It's not about what the other people are doing. It's it's my ability. I'm challenging myself. I don't yeah, give a that's shit good. about you. That's true. And that's the other thing I like about that those those <laughs> Nike apps is you can you can see progress better because you can see like oh I just ran this 5k and it took me you know 32 minutes and then a couple of weeks later a few weeks later oh I just did that same route that same run in 30 minutes or whatever it is and you see your time improve you see uh, how you feel at the end of it, like feels different. And, um, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that kind of stuff where it's like, Oh, I could, I could tell I'm getting better at this because <laughs> there's data and I feel, I feel better about it. Yeah. Like my, I, like I'm tired now, uh, because I, I did, did some intervals earlier today, but I can tell a difference as far as how my body feels having done that first week versus now where I'm like, I, I don't feel like I'm going to be super sore in the morning. All <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I, and I'm losing 
Well, I'm not even losing weight. I think I'm maintaining the same weight. Maybe I'm just, maybe my muscles are toning. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Travis. Yeah, it may it it may just be a a shift in muscle for fat. Like that that could be a thing too. Yeah. But. Or maybe I just haven't taken. A <laughs> I'm gaining weeks. I'm packing them <laughs> off. That's what I'm doing. But you look good. You look okay. good from from here up. Look great. Look uh, great. to to all our listeners who aren't following us live on Twitch, I gotta tell you, Travis looks stunning. Oh, he is a oh, he is number yeah. one stunner. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, yeah, that. that's that's awkward. Okay. Um. So let's uh do 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 do. Let's get a <laughs> a three D printing update. Uh, for those of you that missed last week's episode, we have 3D gotten way too into three D. We're printing the things that we want to make. <laughs> Yow! <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, um, Brandon, uh, update from two weeks ago. Uh, how is 3D printing going? Any cool new prints that you've produced or anything that, uh, I don't know, you've you've made that uh, you're super stoked about? Yeah, a little bit of, of a 3D printing update from the Cruise household. I bought an auto leveler. And I think the last time we recorded, I was, I had just gotten it in. I hadn't tried it out yet, but I thought. I think, would, I think you had like failed every print that you'd tried with it. Yeah. To the right. point when we were recording. That's, that's right. That's right. I, I, I figured it out eventually. The main thing was there's a Z axis difference between the auto leveler and the actual nozzle that, that Z difference I thought that was the distance to the bed itself. No, it's the dis it's the distance between the nozzle and the the bottom of the bed leveler. So I just mm -hmm. have to adjust for that. Once I figure that out, okay. Then I just I got some initial leveling on all four corners of the bed, run the auto leveler, which also I you run the auto level, then you have to save the settings. I didn't there wasn't in the instructions that I had to save the settings for that. Once I did that, I haven't had any major issues. I also got a glass bed. I switched from the metal one, and I'm doing the pretty pretty solid there as far as mechanics go for the 3D printer. Uh, have you felt like your uh, PPW, your prints per week, has has gone down uh, a little bit? Are you still uh, <laughs> annoying the family with the sounds of of Ender three throughout throughout the house? It, ha it has gone down, actually. Now that I've got my settings figured out, it's gone down. But the reason it's gone down is because I don't want to be inundated with just so many prints that I know I can do now. Yeah. Uh, what going into last weekend, not, not, this, not when this is airing, but the weekend before, uh, I went out there to lostadventures.co and they have a ton of really, really cool designs, uh, fantasy designs, dragons, dragonborn, uh, very, very cool stuff. And it was like 80 bucks for a shit ton of designs. And a lot of them were really cool, like a clockwork dragon, a water dragon, red dragon, a blight dragon, all of those cool. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this. I'm going to start building these things. The clockwork dragon is the one that jumped out at me. That's what made me buy the the collection, and it came in came in uh, two wings, uh, four limbs, the body and the base, and then the neck. So a bunch of different pieces. Printed out all those pieces. It took a day and a half, two days, and then I started piecing it together. That's what I've been working on, and I didn't want to. I wanted to focus on that, focus on making that thing good uh, before yeah. I started just printing out a massive amount of other things because I know I'm going to get into like a backlog of things I want to prepare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll talk a, a little bit about the next step when post printing uh, here in the, in the bulk of the episode, but um, yeah, you, you shared with me um, a few, a few miniature files um, and I started printing a ton of miniatures Um sort of like you would see if you're playing like a role-playing game or some sort of tabletop game, you know, about inch and a half tall on these miniatures. And I was able to print like four or five at a time um, up to like six, I think at, at one time, which is, which is really cool. Cause then now I have like a ton of little things all at once. Um, I got a curing station 
Uh, so it's it's a little box that has some UV lights in it and a turntable, which uh, makes all of my prints a little bit um, more sturdy and makes sure that they're fully cured after uh, I'm done washing them and things and getting them out of the printer. Um, so so that's all really exciting for me. I had pretty much two weeks of just solid, um, like, good prints without fails up until, like, the last two days uh, when I started printing a bunch of stuff and started having issues, having things break. Um, I was, I was printing a, a mini folder, uh, for when, for when you're, um, painting miniatures and this thing failed like four different ways. Oh. Um, one of the, one of the slides on the side just completely like broke and oh, no. there's a huge chunk out of it. Um, so that's, that's been interesting cause it's really given me the opportunity to learn like more about the printer, figure out and troubleshoot why certain things were failing. Um, I printed out some cool little diagnostic tools, some little little things. You can't really see it, but uh, there's there's all kinds of cool stuff that you can print that really um, kind of help you dial in settings on your printer, and uh, and and you can see like, oh, are is the is the quality where I want it to be? Do I need to change things either within the printer itself or within the the files that I'm creating? uh t- to make sure that they work right and 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 so over the last couple of days it's really been interesting to me to kind of figure out okay my prints have looked good so far and they've all consistently been successful but where are the areas where i'm lacking where things can break or if i'm trying to push the envelope printing printing little guys like this is one thing but then mm-hmm. printing a big thing to hold them with <laughs> is uh it, it creates new challenges sort of situations so yeah. Um, I think the big thing that I'm going to need to learn in the next couple of weeks is supports and uh, and how to properly set up and, um, you know, not just hit auto support and, and then have it go print, but actually be more intentional about the size and uh, the location of certain supports. Yeah. Uh, so that I can, you know, have successful prints every time. You need or, to have or at least most of the time. You need so, to have successful yeah. prints, man. You got to you got to do it. Uh, you know what else you need to have, be successful in is not injuring yourself. Have you had any <laughs> 3D printing injuries yet? Uh, no. Okay, I realize where this is going because <laughs> um, uh, n- injuries, not really. I will say I think there have been a couple of times where maybe some resin has gotten on my skin and I didn't realize it. And uh, a few minutes later, I start to feel like a tingling, almost burning oh. sensation because uh, the resin is toxic when it is not cured. Huh. Um, and so usually I'll go wash my hands and, and wash up real good. I'm I'm typically really good about wearing gloves and, um, you know, keeping a, a clean environment uh, whenever I'm, I'm dealing with the resin or dealing with a print. Um, so so no real injuries per se, but uh yeah, I'm not dealing with 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 hot filament or anything like that. I don't know what about you. Any any injuries that you've dealt with? I I have I have done no injuries with anything hot yet. I have like touched a hot bed or a nozzle, but even even so, I have calluses from playing guitar, so th- those things don't bother me as as much. However, I did print out two miniatures, two Dragonborn miniatures. And I did it overnight and I woke up the next morning. They were done. They're just sitting on the bed waiting for me. And I have a I have a, a scraper and I have also a little exacto knife scraper, uh, which is much sharper and pointier. <laughs> and just waking up, like, okay, cool. They look good. Let's get this off. And the bed, the bed moves as well as the nozzle, the Z, Y, X axis. They all they all move. And so in order to pry these little guys off of the bed, because the bed's cool now, it's not, it's not hot anymore. So they're now they're, it's, everything's stuck over there. So I'm like holding the bed still. I'm like, don't move bed so I can pry these things off. And wasn't thinking. And this, this sharp ass exacto knife chisel goes straight into the fucking palm of my hand. And it go, goes, Gah! and then my reaction is that like, I was like, it goes in and I'm like, ah, I pull it out. But so, so that's why I have like a, it's like a little L shape cut here. Ah, okay. So it went yeah. in and then I pulled it out. Oof. Double yeah. injury. And so, double. <laughs> and so I'm like, 
oh fuck oh shit oh shit shit shit, shit. <laughs> and uh and uh i like ran into the kitchen and i like i grabbed a paper towel and it's like <laughs> pressure on it for like uh stupid asshole <laughs> stupid asshole yeah there's there have been times where I have I have a metal scraper as well to to pry things off of my print bed, but um, typically when that happens, um, there's also like a bunch of extra extra residual resin and stuff. And uh-huh. so, um, if I'm using supports, it's it's typically not too bad. The supports tend to be right in the sweet spot where they're holding uh, firmly to the, the print bed, but I can get underneath them and, and separate them pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But if I print anything directly on the print bed, um, that stuff, that stuff is tough. And yeah, I, I, I typically am, uh, pushing away from myself cause <laughs> I, cause I have to like hold the print bed in one hand yeah, and then, and then work the scraper in the other. And so, um, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I, to be fair, I was pushing it away from my body. <laughs> <laughs> Toward my other hand. Toward yeah. my other hand. So yeah, that's my fair that's enough. my first 3D printing injury. I but now I've got I got PTSD, 3D PTSD. <laughs> you're and you're are you being like super cautious every time you now you, I now I am, yeah. Where I'm like no. I I, I want to talk about <laughs> one last update before before we move on, yeah. uh, and, it'll, and it'll segue nicely into our next topic too. Um, so we play D anD D. We we've been playing a new campaign with some friends, and you shared with me a website this week called Hero Forge, and this is a website where you can basically go in and create your own custom miniatures uh in a very easy to use uh interface uh think sort of like a hero selection screen for like a video game or something if you you can pick uh the the race the class you can pick clothing body style you can pick all kinds of accessories as well as different poses and at the end it will you'll have a uh, a very well detailed miniature uh that you could then purchase from hero forge directly they they sell um various plastic and 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 i think other forms of um they'll actually manufacture your miniature for you and mail it to you or uh you can purchase the digital file of your miniature and then you can print it yourself uh and so you showed me this website. I was like, this is awesome. I am going to just try out making uh, Pierce Clawthorn, my half-orc warlock from our current campaign, and had so much fun on the site that at the end I was like, I, 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 have, to, I have to have him. I, he will <laughs> be mine. Uh, and so I ended up buying the file and then printing my little uh, Pierce there he is. He's he's got an an eldritch blast uh, coming out of that that front hand, and he's got his uh, his his uh, what you call it um, sword uh, sword sword. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rapier, C- but scimitar. It's, um, he's he's got a. It's not. I keep wanting to say spiritual weapon, but it's um he's a, he's a hexblade warlock. So so that's his blade, but I'm I'm excited to have this um so that I can eventually paint him because the other aspect, the the unforeseen uh fallout of this 3D printing hobby is now we have stumbled our way into an additional hobby, which is uh painting stuff. That's right. <laughs> uh so so Brandon, tell me <laughs> tell me how you because because I will I will somewhat give you I will I'll give you all the credit for being the first one to kind of really think like, yeah, we could, like I want to paint some of this stuff. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm like super hyped on painting things <laughs> and then and then started it. And now I'm like kind of hooked, too. So, so 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 tell me about your 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 progression into painting the things that you're printing. Well, the the first thing I painted, well. Well, strike that. Say, go, going backwards, 3D printing. The first thing that I thought about 3D printing was miniatures and 
uh, I had a, a long time ago, I went to like a garage sale and they sold just a bag of Warhammer figurines of, of the space Marines. And I, I had those. I didn't painted or, or no, un, 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 unpainted. Okay. But I didn't, but I didn't paint them. I just had them and I still have, I have a guy somewhere around my, my house somewhere, uh, unpainted. But I thought when 3d printing started, yeah, like I, I want to, I, feels like it can't just be the miniature it has to be painted too and um i the this is fine model that is out there on thingiverse i printed that out because i was still testing my my printer and once it came out i thought well it looks cool but it really it needs color to it so it, people can see what they, what's actually happening and i showed this last week yeah. last last time but you know so it's like the first first thing that I painted and still looks pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a great little miniature. <laughs> and once, once I started doing that, because I, I didn't look up any YouTube videos. I hadn't, I, I had basic, very, very basic paints. Maybe that, that Chelsea had, I, I forget how I started, but I'm like spending an evening just painting it. And then the next thing I painted was my kid was turning 10 and he wants to play D and D and he wants a tortle character. And I showed this last time too was, is my, is my tortle. Well, oh, well he looks so good. I don't think you've shown it on the it, podcast. It's, all it's finished his, up like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so for the tortle, it was my first, my first adventure in like painting a big, a big thing. And I'm like, okay, all right. And I learned some things. I I changed some colors around. I need to print something big. I need to print something that has multiple pieces that I glue together, or whatever. Because your bigger models, like, yeah, I've got like the Batman bust. That's, but it's still all one piece. Yeah. But yes, those things when you like, oh, just holding in your hand, I'm like, that is, that is legit. Like big, that is man. pretty sweet. It's big, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so this one, I kind of, I kind of rushed through, I, I had all the, the primary colors on there. And then I, t then I took a risk with making a, a, just a black acrylic wash with just a lot of water. And so it yeah. looks, it looks, it looks much darker, uh, less pastel than the, the paints that I had with them before. And so from there, seeing, finding the lost adventures place. And seeing that clockwork dragon, I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna, I want that thing, and so now I want to, now I don't want to paint that. And so then I started looking at YouTube videos all over the place, of of <laughs> of how to paint miniatures, and so this this the clockwork dragon was the first thing that I was going it, to. It's like, funny because you say attempt. miniatures, but that thing is huge. <laughs> like like how tall how tall is that? Oh, it's like as big as your head. Yeah, it's yeah. about as big as my head. Yeah, and it, and, it, and, it's, and it stands up stands up pretty well. Yeah. So. Um, that is cool. That is and, cool. And so now I'm like, I now I invested in some some better brushes. Uh, I got a, I bought myself a wet palette because I didn't want to 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 keep having my paints dry out. And the wet palette works. I put paints on there last night. If I open it up right now, they'll still be wet and be able to use right now. Yeah. And so I'm so I'm getting it. I'm getting into it. I'm still not perfect. But I think that's the thing is you just start doing it and then you keep doing it and then you don't need to be a professional. You just need to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, you're not, you're not trying to moonlight as a professional <laughs> painter. No. This is, this is not a career path for either of us. But, um, I, I would say I have, I mean, I've always have an art degree. Like, like I, I've, I've painted, I've done stuff. Right. But so the idea of painting miniatures isn't completely foreign to me. It just was never a hobby that I was like, this is something I want to do passionate about. Like, yeah. uh, Warhammer just seems like a lot for me, like, like painting them all. And then like, I get it. And anybody that's into Warhammer by all means, I, I, I think it's awesome. But for me, it just was never like something that was like, I want to make a whole army and paint them all up and then, and then make them all. But I will say, <laughs> you started painting some of these guys, and I was like, you know what? I could paint one. I, I'm, 
So I bought some primer, primed them up, found found some some acrylic paints that that we <laughs> we got, just like random acrylic paints, and I started printing these little like one inch miniature guys. And this was uh, sort of like a, a forest ranger type guy that I that I tried to print, and uh, yeah, it nice. It was it was tough. Like they're they're really small, and like so so the detail on them is is tough. But um, learned a ton, learned a ton of stuff that I was doing wrong. And as <laughs> as you shared uh, YouTube videos with me, I was like, oh, I I'm doing lots of things wrong. Uh, which is also evident in these two little like fire uh, demon type guys that, that I painted. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like these even came out a little bit better in some areas uh, than the last ones that I did. But again, they're super small. Like, <laughs> like they're like an inch, a little over an inch. And so that was that was the inspiration of, of making a, a little holder uh, because I was. <laughs> grabbing these things by this little half inch base and be trying to paint them and things like that, which, you know, is tough. And so having, having something that gives you a little bit more control mm. with them, I think is, is super handy. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to move up and, and move on and try to print something um, a little bit bigger and, and, and paint it and, and put it all together and see how that looks as well. So uh, haven't haven't bought a wet palette. I did I did pick up some new brushes. <laughs> I, I bought some I bought some ceramic tiles uh, nice. at the hardware store because I've also seen those used as a palette. Um, and yeah, yeah, just painting painting spot. The thing about painting for me is I'll pull out a miniature and start working on it, and then like an hour two hours go by. I'm like, oh, <laughs> holy, okay. It's 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 that it's that active rest right yeah. it's that sitting there play playing with the paints you know mixing them up put putting them on the miniature uh maybe have a show going on in the background or something and it's 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 a time to relax while also not just sitting there being stagnant because i think every time when i'm just sitting being stagnant i feel like i need to be doing something mm -hmm. um but if i'm painting or something like that then i feel like i can uh I don't know. I just I feel like it's more relaxing to me. Yeah, you're not you're not you're you're doing something. You're not just couch potatoing. All right. Like it's yeah. it, it's something that you would be doing anyway. Like this is this is productive. We're we're ma we're making content. Painting, you're making content. You're you're doing sure. something cr creative. Uh even I don't, if, even I don't know what I'm gonna do with these little guys. <laughs> um at some point maybe there's an in-person D D game where I'd be like, Yeah, I mean we got these guys. Let's, let's throw some little fire dudes at them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But you're yeah. you're right. It it is it is completely zen relaxation. Yeah. Other than the neck starting to cramp up after a little bit of time. But like I've I had a long weekend and every night after I stopped playing Halo uh, with with Matt kicking his ass, then we then I would I would pull out the paints, I'd pull out the dragon, and I would put on something on Netflix that I'd seen before, uh, yeah. because I I wanted to have something in the background that was you know like home, it was familiar. I didn't I wasn't gonna get distracted by too much of stuff that was going on the screen. Last night I watched Mars Attacks. <laughs> well, it was in the background, and uh, just. You know, like getting 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 lost into it, and then there's also the aspect of you you paint so much of it, you look at it, uh, okay, that's it, I'm done. But then you look at it again, you're like, oh, okay, well, I got the paint still here. Let me just let me finish this up a little bit, and then next thing you know, it's another fifteen twenty minutes later, <laughs> and 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 there there you go. Painting is fun. I was in, I'm. In high school, in junior high, I was the guy who took every class I could that was not a primary subject, like math or English. Every every elective possible you're, yes. you're in. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So painting, graphic design, not graphic, uh, well, the design class. I was in a design class. Yeah. I, I love doing that stuff. And now also, by the way, some of the things that the teachers used to say, like, don't put your brushes face down in the water and keep them there. Don't store them like that. <laughs> I didn't understand why. Rinse them out with soap and water. I didn't fully understand why. 
I under, I'm starting to understand why it's so important not to ruin your brushes yeah. <laughs> when, when you're painting a lot. And gosh, art, art classes must just burn through cash, man, when it comes to brushes. Yeah, my, my oldest uh, just started an, an art class for the second semester, and there's like a laundry list of if you can donate to the class, here are things that we need. And I'm, and I think the art teacher said they've had to spend, you know, several hundred dollars on Gosh. the class or something. And it's like, yeah, I, I believe it because you're literally just consuming art supplies <laughs> like throughout the class. Well, um, so speaking, speaking yeah. of class, right, it, we are, we're amateur painters, amateur miniature painters. We're learning a lot of stuff. Uh, mentioning watching a lot of youtube i've watched more youtube in the last two weeks about painting than i've watched youtube for any other subject i think with except save maybe drums but i sure. think even more painting i've watched more painting things uh, than than anything on youtube what is your next thing that you want to kind of learn or figure out in painting um i well so I, I got some Nuln oil, uh, which which is something that you use for for creating shadows and, and, and darkening up some stuff. But for me, I think uh, like. The the dry brushing technique uh, to, to kind of create some highlights and things like that, I think I am doing that tragically wrong. And uh as as one of the final stages on, on some of these miniatures i i am effectively uh totally jacking up some some of the work that i've done for hours in <laughs> advance um so i think yeah maybe just some of those those finer details but really i think for me the thing that i need to learn is just more of just technique and how painting something so small there are specific ways to go about it to get the best results and sometimes that's laying in large amounts of color in certain spots early uh, and sometimes that's just as simple as holding the brush sideways when you go to yeah. paint like an eye socket so that so that you're not like trying to go straight at it and then you miss and then your miniature looks like he's cross-eyed or something <laughs> uh, which is definitely something i've done the wrong way so yeah just practicing more um to sort of try and understand all the aspects and um yeah <clears throat> yeah just get more comfortable with with the scale because it is especially with the smaller miniatures uh the scale can be really challenging yeah i i think my biggest thing is being afraid that i'm going to ruin the the paint job by doing something wrong with color or uh like as far as like shading and highlighting I want to do start doing that stuff, but I am very, very cautious because I don't want to try to highlight something I'm like, ew, oh no, oh no. And then I got to remix some paints because whereas like the army painter, they come with very specific colors, the acrylic set that I have. If I want a different shade, I've got to I've got to mix that shade. Yeah. And I don't I'm not that confident in my ability to to recognize <laughs> shading, especially, you know, wet paint is dries different than than dry paint. So yeah. figuring that out. Um, but I, I do want I want to get into shading, but I just am hesitant about it. And then the washes. I'm, I, 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 need, I don't have any washes. Next time I see a game store, I'll probably uh, invest in some of that stuff. But so like the thing about like this dragon, right? Uh, dragon looks better on camera because you don't, it doesn't look as splotchy. You don't notice sure. some of the details. Like there's, there's natural shadows because the wings are covering the, the dragon. I would love to get an artificial, understand artificially what that, what that looks like and try to yeah. replicate that as much as possible. But again, it's it's my it's my fear. I just have to get into a miniature, an actual miniature, fuck around with that thing, because those are very low threat, and I can I can print another one of those out in an hour while I'm busy screwing up another one. That's no that's no problem. These guys yeah, are, these guys are big, and there's a lot more risk, right? That's one of the benefits I think with the miniatures is I could print 
I was able to fit, I think five or even maybe six on, on a, on the printer at once. And because of the way that my printer works, whether I print one or I print five, it's the same amount of time. It's just a matter of how tall they are. Right. So, um, if, if that print prints successfully, now I've got, you know, five guys to work with and, and then, you know, if, if I'm printing like, like these two guys, they're very similar in, you know, there's the same type of character. So I printed these both time or I, I painted these both simultaneously. So I would, you know, lay one color on one and kind of set that off to the side and then move over to the other one. And while that one was drying, I could kind of work on the other and kind of go back and forth. And so I didn't have too much downtime where I was like waiting for things to dry. I was just, okay, go to that one, go back to this one. All right. See how this one's doing. Um, so I really liked that aspect of having a couple of, of things that were similar in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I, overall, I'm happy with how they turned out, um, but I I am excited for like a, a while from now to maybe maybe if I if I if I lean into the hobby a little bit more, maybe get some actual paints that are designed for miniatures. Yeah. Um, looking back at these, and then 3D like, print a paint holder for those paints. That's that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. I and this honestly, out of this week, this this paint holder, this holder for holding the minis. I really wanted to get into printing some more like tools and things that are useful items. Mm -hmm. And this was something that was small enough that I could actually produce it on my printer and four parts and then put it together with some rubber bands and a little bit of glue and very happy with this, very happy with an actual tool that, uh, you know, you could go out and probably buy something like this. Uh, but the fact that I have the capabilities to, to to manufacture something in my house now is is is, is kind of epic as well. So. You talk you, t- you talk you talk about tools for for painting miniatures. Uh, I ended up I for my tw- my 18 year wedding anniversary went to the mall to go find some something ceramic for for Chelsea. And while I was waiting for them to come back from their lunch break, there was a game chest store, just a massive store within the the Del Amo fashion mall. And I went in there. I stood in front of the army painter kiosk for far too long saying, <laughs> Oh, I may, do I want this? Do I want, man, I could just, uh, should I get that? Oh, should I get this file? Should I get this file kit? Oh, should I get, I get the, Oh, I look at all these different colored washes. And then I thought you're not that good yet. Get better then you can come back to this. <laughs> but there there's there's lots of stuff out there, man. There's so much stuff. I <clears throat> I inadvertently stumbled into a games workshops uh store, which is basically the brand that makes uh Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> and I go in and I was like, oh, do you have like a dark like wash color? And he's like, I mean like null noil, like does they want this one or we got this one? <laughs> if you want like more dirt or we got this one, this one, this one. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. You got, you guys sell like a lot of Warhammer stuff in here, huh? And he's like, "Yeah, it's Games Workshop. Like, we make Warhammer. Like, that's all. That's all we sell here." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I like look around for a second, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll take that, you know, pot of paint there." And um, and he's just kind of watching me <laughs> as I'm like, "Well, I guess, guess that's it. Guess I'll leave and and." Maybe never come back here. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I just, I don't know. Like I felt, I felt like they knew I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) I was very much an imposter. Hey, hey, you're, you're almost a 40. I could tell. Yeah, You're nearly 40 and I've never seen you at any of our games. (laughs) What are you doing here? You are too old to start this hobby. (laughs) Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure they're very nice and inclusive and yeah, or, or they're not, it, do, it doesn't matter. Um, well, one, I, will, one, I will say what, oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just, I was going to, I was going to segue into, into our next topic. What do you, what do you well, want to say? I was, I was going to do the same thing because oh. while I was painting, uh, these, these, these here miniatures, I was also watching, uh, a, a TV show, uh, on Netflix, uh, by a little show by the name of Arcane. Uh, mm-hmm. League of Legends, uh, which uh, my my daughter said, hey, this show's good. You should check it out. You told me, hey, this show's really good. You should check it out. I was like, ah, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm not really big into League of Legends. And then I was like, hey, I'm painting by myself. Uh, I got my laptop open over here. Why not? Throw on. And I think she knows binge watching like New Girl again or something like that. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. And I'll tell you what, several episodes in, I was like, this, this show is pretty good. And now I am a finale away from being done with the with the first season Very and good. uh my goodness it is uh it is solid stuff it really it really really is my i hadn't watched any of the show and my father-in-law mitch had watched the show and he he watched an episode and he like oh it was it was a pretty good show it was pretty good i only watched the first episode but it was pretty good i'm, I'm interested in the characters I'm like wow okay well, if if my if my father-in-law, who knows nothing about League of Legends, thinks that it's a pretty good show just on one episode, then oh, okay, yeah, I'll I'll give it I'll give it a shot. And uh, so I sat there with the ten-year-old, and and we we rolled through it. And I just the first couple episodes, it takes kind of place in the past, and so you're the first thing you're doing as as a League of Legends fan is being like. Oh, who's this character? Oh, is this is this a character? Is this character going to be somebody that we know later on down the road and all that type of stuff? And for those who those who know League of Legends, it kind of focuses around Vi and her sister Jinx. That is kind of the, the primary folks that we focus on throughout the series. Yeah. And uh, it, then it goes into Jace, and it goes into uh, Caitlyn, it goes into a few others, uh, uh, Victor. Uh, but primarily via in uh, Jinx, and then it then it it starts in the past, then it kind of jumps into the the kind of present ish, uh, and it just it just the animation is so cool. I, I'm not really sure that animation style. How would you describe that? Uh, it's weird because it it has it kind of sits in sort of an uncanny valley between 3d animation and sort of like a 2d, like a, like look um, there, there are certain scenes where it's, it almost looks very flat in, in the way that they're portraying it. Um, but I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong here. I think it's completely produced in blender, uh, which is a three, 3d anim, animation software. It's 3d modeling software. Um, but uh, I think I read that, yeah, they used Blender to produce that show. And uh, I think it's one of the first like full length series that uh, hmm. like major series that was produced in Blender. Yeah, because there, there are moments where it seems almost rotoscoped as far as like a scanner darkly uh, that that type of where it's a, an actor. But then they put animation over the the actor. Uh, it's not it's not that, but it has that kind of aesthetic sometimes. And then there's, there's other times where it gets very, there's, there's a couple scenes where it actually gets like actually animated or almost like comic book animated a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, very, 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 very good. The story is, is solid too. Now. And, and that's the thing that, that I would, I would say having zero background or, or knowledge of League of legends I I really wondered if if like the 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 world or anything like if I if I would feel like oh I need to know more about the game or something to really appreciate this but the story itself and the the way they introduce the characters does a phenomenal job of really kind of investing you in the world making you care about who these people are and care about their connections and I hate to say it but it kind of makes me more interested in League of Legends. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that was going to be my next question was, does that interest make you more interested in the lore behind the game? It, I think it does. And I mean, I haven't, I haven't finished the first season. Um, it's, it's all coming to a head. There's a lot of things going on. So I'm, I'm excited for where it, it ends or, or, or where it, it like at least leaves off. And I'm, I am curious now, like how does all of this story, how does all of the, how do all of these relationships, how does this political controversies and, you know, and these different 
factions and things. How does that factor into the background of a a game where you're, you know, jungling and taking over lanes and, you know, <laughs> sending minions out and doing all this stuff? Like how how tightly is it is it tied to that and how much is it just like a a method for delivering, you know, gameplay and stuff like that? And yeah. The it, other part of it is you uh slyly suggested <laughs> hey why don't we try out this game team fight tactics it's an auto battler like dota underlords which we had a ton of fun playing you know a year ago or so but they've they've sort of moved away from supporting the game they haven't really come out with any updates in a long time so you're like hey let's try this game out and i was like yeah sure uh free to play free download whatever like no no risk and so I like look up team fight tactics. I go to download it. I have to create an account. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, it's almost time to play. And it's like, oh, you have to download League of Legends to play it. And I was like, what? Legal? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, it's uh it's a League of Legends game that this this slide devil, this guy. All right. <laughs> and so then not only that, but he goes one step further. He's like, oh, we're playing an AI match real quick. It'll be real easy. And I'm still thinking team fight tactics in my head. I'm like, oh, we're gonna play like an AI oh, version of TFT real quick. I no big that. deal. It'll be like a <laughs> it'll be like a tutorial or something before we start playing the real game. And we drop in and son of a gun, we're playing League of Legends. Me, you, and the ten <laughs> year old uh, playing some league. And I didn't hate it, but I definitely didn't know what fully you were what doing. I was doing either. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun, but it's, it's something I, the problem with league is I feel like there's so much of it now and it's been around for so long that I'm, I'm hesitant to jump in with both feet because I feel like there's so many people that are so much further ahead than where I would ever get that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. The, the meta, the meta is, is too great. The barrier to entry because there are so many characters, each with their strengths and weaknesses. There's also the aspect of you you build characters out as far as runes to, you know, attack damage, ability, power, dodge, crit, all this type of stuff. There's there's a whole mess of other things. And then obviously, same thing with Dota. You have you buy weapons, you buy armor, you and each of those things does something a little bit differently. It is very, very deep and overwhelming it can be overwhelming and so i you know i like league i would never want to play professionally but i think it's it's fun sometimes uh, i do want to say about uh arcane there are aspects of arcane that some fight scenes where it is very similar to like a lane in league of legends uh, there's there's like a fight scene on a bridge, for example. Yes, I thought about that when I was watching it. I was like, oh, this kind of has like a like a nod to the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there are there are abilities in play uh, for some for some of the characters. Vi at, at some point in time gets a big ass gets her big ass iconic fists, and yeah. she's she's fighting with those, which is really really cool. Um, anyway. Going back, going back to League of Legends proper, it's fun. I didn't mean to trick you into playing that versus AI game, but I'm glad okay. you did. Just, it's just okay. say that. But then we got then then we started playing Team Fight Tactics, which is very like Underlords, and but more successful because it's supported. Um, and there there's obviously a barrier barrier to entry there too with its own meta, but you can jump in there and maybe we'll never win a game but we at least feel <laughs> like we're having fun still doing our duos duos bit. Yeah. I duos is cool. I like that we can like share some resources and help each other out through it. Um, I, it, it is, it is very much like underlords where you have to like, know certain metas and know how to pair those together and know what's powerful right now and so we haven't had enough time in the game to like hammer all that out and then plus you add items on top of that and there's so many items and 
combinations of items that can really like make or break your team. And so we will win a game at some point. I'm we confident. We will. It's just not today. Not not <laughs> today. Uh there's there's still there's still a lot of uh I don't know, a lot of things to to learn. But I will say this, it's all it's all coming together, right? Because I've been watching Arcane now. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually recognize the names of some of these characters. Yeah. Uh and so now as they come up as like champions in Team Fight Tactics, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And I loosely understand what some of their abilities might be. And oh, yeah, they might actually pair with this one. Okay. Um, so that's that's also been helpful. Or hey, like, Heimerdinger. Oh, okay. there's, yeah. a, there's a Heimerdinger. Kick, kick him <laughs> off the council. Yeah. So um, or science. <laughs> yeah, like I I uh I don't know. It's it's all working together. The the grand plan is working. Congratulations, your TV show is making me want to play your video game, <laughs> which is really what it's all about anyway. Um it's like being right. I will say <laughs> Bringing this all full circle, I was like, well, if Arcane was produced in Blender, then there's probably already like 3D files of some of these characters. And sure enough, I just looked it up and there's 3D printable models of, you know, some of these characters. Yeah. So um, I, I, I've printed out a few Teemos. There's a Cho'Gath that I, I, I downloaded, but I, I realize now that when there's a fully supported model that I download that's meant for resin printing there's mm, okay. i i make my i can make my own supports in the slicing software for for things so i need to get that um yeah. but yeah yeah i print out a, a twitch which is not not the service we're streaming to you live from no 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 it's the it's the rat from the sewer kingdom who's my who's my favorite character uh who is he's a rat who shoots a crossbow anyway there it is there it twitch is. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's a good show. If you haven't checked it out, it's on Netflix. whether you're into League of Legends or not, definitely check it out on Netflix. You know what's and, funny? And, uh, yeah, if, if Blizzard could just get their act together and make me a, an Overwatch series, I'd, uh, I'd be all set. You know what's funny? You know what's funny, Travis? One is that Blizzard, the, the cutscene kings of the gaming world have not done a movie or, or a yeah. show for that matter. The second thing that's funny is my younger brother, who's way bigger League of Legends person than I ever was. He he doesn't want to watch the show. He doesn't care about Arcane. He's like, man, I don't I don't care. Like it's good, man. I don't care. I don't I don't get it. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's maybe he's past maybe he's past it. Anyways, Arcane season two, it's it's rolling around. It's already it's confirmed. I don't know when it's coming out, but it is confirmed. Good, it's good. Excited for that. Yeah, I, I I know Blizzard tried to make a World of Warcraft movie. Um, yeah, it I don't matter. know, but like <laughs> I feel like they need to take a, a a nod from Arcane and not try to go live action. Don't try to just go with three D animation. Do what you know. Uh, I mean, God, and Diablo, just go all in. Start. You will watch it. Starcraft, Starcraft 2, Overwatch, uh, The Lost Vikings, Rock and Roll Racing, the cutscenes in all of those. <laughs> the cutscenes in all of those things were 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 amazing. World of Warcraft, the 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 cinematic trailers for all the World World of Warcraft expansions were always so amazing. Why hadn't they done a show like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who who maybe, are we? Maybe 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 the success of Arcane will uh will will yeah. change some minds. Yeah. Or uh, or maybe may, it'll or, or maybe it'll shift their the culture in that company <laughs> to yeah, be okay. less I was uh, gonna make the same comment. I was like, <laughs> or maybe things will change in the company and then uh you know things they'll come up with yeah. some other ideas. Yeah. yeah. And I may never see Overwatch too, who knows? So uh, even though it's been advertised for like two years. <laughs> anyway. Um all right, so that's our show. Thanks for watching uh or listening uh if if you are listening and you are new here well congratulations for getting through quite an episode um if you want to rate review subscribe uh ring the bell notification whatever platform you're watching listening on we appreciate that you're here thanks to everybody that uh comments and lets us know uh that you're enjoying the show we really appreciate that as well 
And if you have any tips or 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 suggestions for Brandon or I as we uh, continue to figure out 3D printing and painting and playing team fight tactics, uh, <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. Send us send us a, a tweet. Send us an, an email. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. So thanks again to everybody. Uh, good night, Dragon. Good night, Clockwork Dragon. Uh, you're, you're doing good things. If if you want to see any of the stuff that we're talking about, <laughs> uh, definitely make sure you, that you check out the video version over on YouTube uh, or join us Monday nights, uh, 8, 8 p.m. Uh, Central, I guess 9 p.m. Eastern uh, over on Twitch is, is usually when we go live. So thanks everybody for hanging out. And until next time, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Goodbye. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.